We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, getting to the playoffs and, and winning the division, what a great start. And and so um, I, I understand completely, and we all understand, because just as everybody is is um, wants to win and score points and hold teams to, to less points, um, we all want that too. And so it comes down to us doing it. We got to do it and we got to, we got to perform and put the points on the board so that you can win games. And um, you know, that's, that's our number one focus right now is being able to understand, okay, yeah, we talk about an identity and we talk about trying to do certain things and run certain plays. And we need to score a lot more points. And however we do that, it doesn't, you know, whatever it is, we got to, we got to score more points so we can win. And uh, if, if we all have that same mindset uh, at fixing it, then we got to do it. That was the voice of Bears head coach Matt Nagy addressing the media yesterday, talking about the offense as tends to be the topic du jour when Matt Nagy has to address the media. And he's doing so. Majority of the question about the Bears offense because that is where the struggles continue in Chicago and out at Hallis Hall where Matt Nagy is not allowed right now. I'm sure most of you heard he tested positive for COVID, so he's not at the moment allowed to be around the team. Uh, so Coach Tabor, the special teams coordinator, is right now the acting head coach for Chicago. We'll see Apes. what that ends up leading to moving forward. But man who's been through about everything under the sun in the National Football League with me right now in the middle light top draft, yes, Lance Briggs in Thank the house here at Florence Santos. There's legend, and uh, there, there's so many things that, that are fit to be talked about, fit to be broken down yeah. with this squad, man. So coming out of, of what we saw on Sunday where, you know, we were just talking off air, the, the game plan again just seemed to seem worthy of being called into question for, I was talking about Pig Simmons at right tackle and yeah. rookie quarterback, rookie running back, uh -huh. and, you know, Todd Bowles is a guy who he is going to find a way to, to feast on inexperience, to feast on what may be a perceived weakness in an offensive protection. To which you should. You and know, any, he did any that good, the decent um, um, defensive coordinator should do that. You know, you got to find tendencies, got to find ways to take advantage of of uh, your opponent, you know, especially if you have a, a, a young quarterback. You have a young quarterback and you have a questionable uh, um, um, uh, passing scheme, pass blocking scheme. So we're, gonna, we're going to test, test it in every way, shape, or form. Um, we have some of the best pass rushers on our on our team, you know, and and so if if you don't if you don't get any help for for these pass rushers, we're gonna we're gonna make you pay, and that's exactly what they did from the very first play of the game. The amount of time that Matt Nagy was asked, certainly last season, not as much this year as Khalil Mack has gotten his numbers, Robert Quinn has gotten his numbers, but Matt Nagy's been asked a lot about how other teams attack his great pass rushers, and it, it seems like. As he breaks that down and he talks about the attention that folks pay to Khalil Mack, doesn't seem like for whatever reason that ends up adequately being factored into what some of the other great pass rushers will do if his guys are consistently left one-on-one. -on -one. And one of the things I've talked about, you know, you do the football after show on NBC Sports Chicago. Mm -hmm. When I was on Bears Post Game Live over on 32 the other day, 
I was saying I thought we were past the point. Like I, I thought, I think, I think I probably said it to you a couple weeks ago, where I thought the identity was recognized by this squad, and it felt like what we saw Sunday, in my opinion, was a step back mm-hmm. in that regard. What, what, did, what did you think about just schematically what they were trying to do? Uh, schematically, it looked like they were in over their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, it, it really did. You know, and it 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 it, it was uh, it was a. Uh, 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 lay you over my knee and smack you on the bottom <laughs> from a a wonderful uh coaching staff and a you just a, a a better team you know and and for us you know going into a game going into a game like that you have to know the chips are against you yeah you lost you know what what gives the bears their best opportunity to play against each team we lost two of our premier guys in in hicks and in uh robert quinn so what are we going to do to keep this, the, the score down, protect our quarterback, protect our offense, um, to give us a chance? We're going to continue to do what we've always done? Or are we going to adjust to give us a chance, the best ch- possible chance? Um, and, and that would be obviously to run the ball, protect your passer as much as possible, play action, and protect, your, your, uh, protect against those pass rushers by chipping, by chipping and doing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of different things as far as Evolution of, of of the play action. If you're able, they, the Bears ran the ball extremely well. Mm. They 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 gained more yards against the Bucks than anybody else did running the ball. Man, this has been the number one run defense in football for two right. years now. And when you have success like that, then you should have plays that are played right off of that. You know, you should have your tight ends blocking, and then having your tight ends look like they're still blocking and slipping out. You know, uh, uh, lots of screens. You got to. There, there are things that you do when you have a good pass rush against a good pass rush to slow the pass rush down. Then, other than just having to chip and and leave seven eight man protections too. The the screen game for whatever reason, uh, like the the first screen they threw. I think it was the second quarter when they yeah. finally threw a screen. They pass, finally threw one, and they threw it to Cole Komet. Which yeah. I mean, hey, I'm I'm all for. It. You drafted the tight end early last year. Try to get him the ball, get him involved in things. Komet had the third down drop early in the game, mm-hmm. give him a chance to make another play. And he gained whatever, like five or six yards on the screen. But that once you finally throw a screen, that's the guy right. you throw it to. The bulldozer. Just, it's one game out of one right. play out of 60-something snaps. Man, I mean, for the limited screen passes they throw, why, why throw it to him as opposed to, I don't know, Mooney or or Herbert or someone with a little more juice? A little juice. more juice. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I've, I've scratched my head for, for too long. You know, trying to figure out what um, what's going on in 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 Nagy's head and in that offensive room, um, and it just to me it's it, it always comes back to the same thing. And I, I really I think they're in over the head, and they're not helping. And you're and you have all these quality players on the Bears team, um, and they're not going to get these games back. They're not going to get these years back. Um, I, I played on uh, <clears throat> I played on a. On a Bears team where we had a championship level defense, championship level uh, special team, special teams, and we also had an offense that had some good players on it as well. You know, we went through a, a ton of offensive coordinators. You know, we 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 try to bring in uh, uh, Jake Cutler, and we think that's the answer. You know, but the the answer at the end of the day really was. What do we do to protect that defense? What was that in the locker room when they when they trade for Jay Cutler and bring him in? Because there there've been a few like peaks in QB excitement 
yeah. over you know the lifetime, last few decades of Bears fans was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that's going to be the guy where yeah. the city feels so starved for like a star quarterback. And that Jay Cutler transaction, folks knew how talented he was, right. put up some numbers in Denver, and he felt like a young, emerging guy. What was the reaction in the locker room when they first made that Cutler move? Oh, we were excited. I was excited. Everyone, I think everyone, the whole city, Chicago, everybody was excited because of the the potential, you know, and the ability of, of Jay. And, uh, and, and I mean, it was spot on. Jay's got a lot of talent. He had a lot of talent. He played, you know, and um, the, the only problem is that um, you don't need to when you have when you have so many things that are already in place, you don't need to hit home runs. You don't need to hit home runs offensively. You know, you just need to manage the game. Mm. Don't turn the ball over. Don't give up big tur- big big turnovers to the other team, scoring touchdowns, things like that. You got to get them down. It's complimentary. <laughs> you know, and and when you do things like that, um, and and you know, I, sometimes when I give them do my grading, I grade the I grade really hard on the defense because if our offense can only score fourteen points. That means that you have to hold your opponent to less than that. You know, it's that's that's where where you are, and if you don't, you, that's the standard you have to play with. And if you're playing under that standard or above that standard, that's how I'm going to grade you. I don't, you don't get the luxury of saying, "Oh, you were on the field too long." You know, <laughs> every time you're on the field defensively is another opportunity to take the ball away or make 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 a play. That's the way I see it. And you obviously you've had a variety of types of head coaches for the bulk of your career. You, you did have Lovey Smith as a, yep. a defensive-minded Dick head Jerome. coach, believed in complementary yep. football. Yep. How different is it when you have more more of an offensive-minded coach? And we'll talk to as, as we move forward here. Definitely want to talk about like kind of inside the locker room and yeah. you know the confidence guys have in the coach. But just you know, kind of stepping back from that for now and just. As a defender, as a guy who who knows and plays quality defense, mm-hmm. when you transition to a head coach that is more offensive focused, is that a difficult transition as you see it? Uh, one of the things that I noticed uh, the the from moving from Lovey to Tressman um, was this: Tressman had this deal where he wanted his uh, starters to compete against each other on game weeks. So when we're trying to uh, get ready for an opponent, we're breaking down tape, man. For me, all I want to see is who we're playing. You know, I understand when we get into to uh, you know uh, uh, no huddle, you know those type situations. At the end of uh, Thursday's practice, we do we do some stuff together. But other than that, the only thing I want to see is what we're going to be seeing on Sunday. Hmm. Um, and Trespin wanted us the ones against the ones, you know. And so what, what I would always say, I was like, listen, we're 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 spending you know 15 minutes in team against our own offense, I was like, are we going to see any of these plays? And our coach was like, no. I was like, well, then we're <laughs> wasting time. You know, we wasted 15 minutes of, of on the field uh, 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 practice uh, reps that we could have been focusing on, you know, the 49ers, you know, or the or the Buccaneers. So <clears throat> that's, and that, that was something that would have never happened with Love. You know, once you get out of training camp, you, we, we know who we're, we're, we're playing against. You know, we know who our starters are. That's who we're going to prep you for the Buccaneers because mm-hmm. everything is, is focused on the Buccaneers. And then next week, we're going to focus on the 49ers because that's who, are, that's who we have to beat. But you're kind of alluding to some things right there that I think are really intriguing as it relates to the current Bears. So let's do this. We got Lance Briggs in the house. As I referenced a, a few minutes ago, we did have an Eddie Jackson reaction to the, I'll call it a back and forth because Eddie was on Twitter, Lance was on television, but to the situation that sort of developed 
between Eddie Jackson and Lance Briggs. Eddie addressed the media today. There was a response to that. We'll get to that while Lance is with us here in the house as well. But let's take our first time out with Lance here, come back. I do want to talk about the Bears locker room and, and specifically where, you know, folks, the, the city at large is going to be really quick to, to make judgments about yep. a coach and, and how the locker room may perceive the coach, what retweeting something on social media means about it, what, mm -hmm. you know, a player posting a fine image yep. on Twitter, all those things. But obviously you've been there, you've done that, you've been one of the leaders on yep. squads as coaches have, have changed yep. time and time again. So I want to talk specifically about Matt Nagy and this current Bears locker room and what does it look like if, for some reason, the players aren't completely vibing with how he's running things yeah. at the moment. We'll get into that on okay. the other side of this timeout. This is the Middle Light Top Draft. I'm Anthony Heron with the Bears great Lance Briggs. We're Flo and Santos here in the South Loop. Make sure if you come out, you recognize you got the opportunity to win passes to the Middle Light Loft. That will get you an opportunity to win the December 20th tickets as the Bears face the Minnesota Vikings. You can do that if you show up here. $4 drafts, $15 buckets. The Miller Light is flowing. The pork wings are under my nose right now. I will be chowing down in the commercial break. We'll see whether or not I get Lance Briggs to dig on some of this swine, too. That yes, is next. Sir. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, never my intent um, to, post, to make the post. I mean, it was only to select few people. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I messed up. I posted it when I didn't mean to. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I got to own up to it. Um, but, I mean, I was late at the end of the day. So, I mean, if I didn't want that to be to happen in the first place, I shouldn't have been late. So, I mean, I understand that. I wasn't worried about the discipline, just more so of a joke to my friends saying how much I got fined for being late. But that's it. <laughs> Jalen Johnson. One of the top young quarterbacks in football, although coming off of probably his most difficult game of the season so far, he got attacked in a way uh, in the game against Tampa Bay the other day that he hadn't been attacked by anyone. And that includes the previous Hall of Fame quarterback from Green Bay. Yep. And they largely effort. avoided him in Green Bay, but he there went out to Tampa e Bay. There was they still some effort him. opportunities, though. You uh -huh. know? And, and it's two weeks in a row where there were some, some, some questions about some effort, you know, and, and, and with, with – with effort, you know, you have an opportunity to get a guy down. Mm -hmm. You get him down, you give yourselves another opportunity to make a play. And, and uh, those, those types of things are, uh, are bothersome, you know, uh, for me because these, these Bears, you know, they, you know, they can't afford things like that. You can't afford to, to not have effort on a play. There are, there are times where I, I remember our coaches would yell at us all the time and say, listen, you had a loaf. And I'm like, coach, the ball was 50 yards down the field. And they would rewind it, and they'd say, well, look at this. Uh, the, the ball was tipped in the end zone. It was tipped high enough in the end zone. If you were running hard enough, you possibly could have caught that, in, that interception. Mm -hmm. like that, you run effort because of what could happen. When you don't put the effort in, you know what will happen. <laughs> um, effort is a, it's a, it's a <clears throat> word that you know, most players will take it take it personally because they're, they're thinking, well, you're saying I'm not playing hard. You're saying I'm, I'm not out there trying to get the job done. I'm not allowed to make a mistake, those types of things. And it's, you know, it's 
since you use the you use the word effort there, I think it's worth visiting then what not only Jalen Johnson right there and his mm-hmm. his address to the media because we can get to the locker room stuff in a moment, but Eddie Jackson specifically addressed that particular word as the Bears' safety, one of the top five highest-paid safeties in football. Of course, folks probably remember a couple weeks back, Lance Briggs on the Football After Show, he was talking specifically about a tackle that Eddie didn't make towards the end of the game against Green Bay and Devontae Adams. And then Eddie came to Twitter, or whatever it was, I believe a day later, and quote-tweeted a stat about Lance Briggs, like pro football focus saying Lance Briggs was missing a bunch of tackles. So today, Eddie Jackson addressed the media. This was the first opportunity that Eddie has had to publicly address what went down between Lance's comments, him reacting to it seemingly on Twitter, then deleting the tweet. Let's hear exactly what Eddie Jackson had to say to the media today about that. I want to say too much of regret, you know, because I feel like, you know, it's football, you know, and for me, the type of player I am, I feel like you should never question my effort. You know, making a tackle, I know I have to make that tackle. You know, that's, that's, don't nobody go out there and want to miss a tackle. You know, you know, you have to get the guy on the ground. So, but when it comes to questioning effort and playing ability, when we all been here before, you know, we all as players, we all know how it feels. You know, when you're going out there, you laying on the, uh, laying everything on the line, trying to be aggressive, you know, things like that is going to happen. But you just got to go out there and make your plays. And like I said, when it, when, it, when the effort part gets the question, that's, that's the part that I have to say something about. But, you know, I, I can take direct criticism. I went to Alabama. <laughs> Coach Saban is the biggest, you know, he he always, you know, coaches us on that. You got to learn how to take direct criticism. So it's not about that. It's just about the effort part. And, you know, like I said, we just got to continue to to fight and push through and block all that stuff out. So Eddie Jackson's point seems to be, yes, I've missed some tackles, but I'm out there playing hard. Lance Briggs, what say you? Um, If you're, if you're equating effort to miss tackles, then yeah, we've all been, then all, all, obviously all of us are lacking, you know, but um, um, effort is, is different, you know, effort is different. I, I remember there's a lot of, a lot of young linebackers, they'll come up and they'll say, hey, I want to play linebacker. You know, what is the first thing you would say to me? What do you think the, be- the best advice you can give to me? And my best advice would say run. If you run every play as hard as you can, a coach is going to find a way. They're going to find. They're going to. They're going to make sure they coach you and coach you up. They're going to teach you everything you need to know, and they'll bust their butts to teach you because you put effort in. You do something that most guys won't do, and just off of effort, you're going to make. You're going to be either by the ball or you're going to make the play, just off effort alone. So, um, effort isn't about missing tackles. You can miss tackles. You know, tackles are good. You're going to that happens part of the game. Effort is about what you do, how hard you play how hard you try to get to the ball, how hard you try to get to the ball carry, how hard you try to get them down. Knowing that as a safety, um, if this guy gets by me, he's going to score a touchdown. So I have to find some way somehow to get him down. You know, it's just knowing the, the, uh, how vital it is that uh, the member, the, 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 you're the 11th member of this defense on this team that's on the field and everybody's depending on you. That to me is, is understanding what you have to do for effort. And as in, I think Eddie was with the media for a little over 10 minutes today, mm-hmm. and he got a few additional questions specific to his style of play. And Eddie Jackson is a guy who he, he became the highest paid safety in football a couple of seasons back based off his ball hawking ability, based off being a guy who could take it away, whether that was an interception, a forced fumble poking it away, you name it. Yeah. And now he's not making those plays. Yep. And it seems like it even highlights, it magnifies the fact that 
know, he's frankly never been the most physical defensive back anyway. Mm-hmm. When, when you look at that, and he was talking about kind of the, the balance of that essentially of I'm trying to get the takeaway and I'm not necessarily making all the tackles. I'm trying to get better, those types of things. Where, where do you see Eddie Jackson just in not necessarily the hierarchy of all safeties, but that balance for him of searching for the takeaway, hunting up the football versus just securing sort of the, the standard play, make sure you get the guy down? Well, you always got to, when, when things aren't going well, you know, and things aren't going your way, uh, I, I, you always fall back. Fall back on your fundamentals. You know, you fall back on the things that, that got you there, the things that are, are most uh, uh, crucial to, to football, your, your technique and, and getting to the ball. If you're not tackling, if you're not kicking the ball away, you're not tackling, then, then focus on getting them down. You know, I'm going to get you down on this play. I'm going to make sure that you are. I secure this tackle and get you down. Um, uh, it, it, it's great to be a ball hawk. It's great to do all those things. But if, if you're ineffective not only doing that, but you're ineffective doing the other, other things, you're a liability. Um, who is, is, is there a cop you can think, whether it's a teammate of yours or maybe someone else in football, who was, who was so special mm-hmm. at, at getting the football from the opponent, maybe wasn't the most physical guy. And it's, I mean, like, like, frankly, like Brian Erlacher wasn't always seemingly the most physical linebacker. There was just his size and athleticism. He was just so special and unique in a variety of ways, but is there a guy either you played with or against or observed mm-hmm. that maybe comps with Eddie Jackson in that manner where you're special in one way, but if you're not getting that done, then it negates how special you can be? Ooh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of players. I mean, uh, ooh, it's hard to pick one guy. Um, uh, honestly, off the top of my head, I can't, I can't mm. think of anybody, uh, you know, that, that wasn't at a least couple weeks ago, you even referenced physical. where Peanut wasn't necessarily a big thumper, but Peanut would get the guy down, and Peanut always made sure if there was an opportunity to take the ball away, he was special in that regard. Too. Peanut, when I said Peanut wasn't a thumper, it didn't mean that I didn't say Peanut's not physical. Peanut mm. is physical, okay. you know, okay. and and he understood the the how crucial it was to get a guy down mm-hmm. by any means necessary. If mm-hmm. you're going to run me over, you're going to run me over. <laughs> you know, um, if, if I got to grab you around the neck just to get you all the way down, I'm going to get you down. Um, and it was and, – and, and, and you could see how beat up a guy like Peanut would be when his number was called and, and it, he didn't get the guy down. You know, and that's something that's special in a, in a, in a, in a huddle, in your defensive huddle, when, when you know – it's, it's killing you. It's killing your teammate that he missed a tackle, you know, and, and before you even say something, and we're going to say something to you, <laughs> but before you even say it, you know, you can see it. Uh-huh. You can see that it bothered him. You can see that I'm not going to let you down again. And that's, uh, I think that is one of the things that you, you want to feel from a, a teammate. Like, I'm going to bust my butt and I'm not going to let you down, but I'm counting on you not letting me down too. And in those scenarios, and we'll continue with Bears legend Lance mm-hmm. Briggs here. We're at the Middle Light Top Draft from Florence Santos in the South Loop. I got the pork wings in front of me. More food will be on the way. The pierogies are outstanding. I know a few folks had the pierogies <laughs> a little while ago, so if you're not trying to dig on swine, Lance, they got pierogies here. My wife actually introduced me to the pierogies, which I'd never had before we moved in to the neighborhood here. But make sure you come get some pierogies. The Middle Light is flowing as well. And you also have the opportunity to win passes to the Middle Light Loft and the Middle Light Midway for Monday, December 20th game when the Bears face the Vikings. So come out and partake of all those things under the sun. You're talking about accountability. And specific to the players in that locker room, like I I recall locker room I was in in Detroit, 
I, I refer to it as the Marty Morningweg experiment. My mm. rookie year was back in 2001. And the Lions wanted to go out and hire Steve Mariucci. They wanted to get Mooch from San Francisco. Right. They couldn't make that happen initially. So they essentially, the way we saw this player, kind of settled for Marty Morningweg. Thinking, mm -hmm. all right, you know, here's another guy in this Bill Walsh tree, West Coast system. We're not getting Mooch. Let's get Mooch's understudy. Let's get okay. Marty Morningweg. Marty comes in. And he brings a lot of the same offensive terminologies. He brings same, similar concepts. Yep. He brings what comes from the Walsh tree to Detroit with him, and folks are really excited about that. But then he got there, and we fairly quickly could tell, at least had the sense as players, that Marty didn't necessarily have that, that it that great head coaches end up having. And it didn't mean that everyone in the locker room didn't go out there and play hard on Sundays, but it did seem to erode what the play like the commitment the players had to right. Marty's vision. Right. What does that look like in your experience if the players are no because folks throw out, you know, like questioning effort, questioning if a guy's lost the locker room and everything right. else. What does it look like in your opinion when a locker room isn't isn't committed to a coach's vision anymore? Uh, that's interesting. You know, I had two two experiences with with coaches in, in that kind of fashion. You know, when I was at University of Arizona, uh, Dick Tomey ended up getting fired and they brought in um, John Makovic. Um, and my experience with John Makovic really kind of prepared me for the recipe once um, Lovey was fired and they brought in Mark Tressman because I, I mean, I, I, I sat in the first meeting, you know, with Tressman and heard, you know, basically the way that he wanted to run things, the way he was going to. Uh, improve a 10 and 16 and I knew right away I was like here here we here we go again I was like I've seen this recipe before I've seen this recipe back now you say improve a 10 and 16 is yeah it because it's likely difficult to improve a, a 10, 10 and 16, 16. right <laughs> right it, it, where I come from a 10 and 16 I just need to sit back and let you guys do what you guys keep doing all right you know I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add a suggestion here and there but right. well you, you guys keep doing what you're doing right so um, you know, he, and, and I watched, you know, it, it kind of, like you said, erode from the inside out. And, and, you know, there's a thing when you get, especially when you're in the NFL, you know, you, you have to know how to be a leader of men, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if, it's got to be authentic, right? <laughs> That's one thing. It didn't seem like from Marty, like there was, he pulled this stunt in training camp one time where he like. You know, he adjusted the practice schedule in some weird way. He got some of the team periods. Like, at, right after we warmed up, he went straight to team. You could tell he got the work in he wanted to get in. Yeah. And then he, like, questioned everybody's effort. And, and the media was out there. He yells, kicks everybody off the field. This is back when fans, all the fans were allowed right. out there, too. So he put on this big show yeah. in front of everybody, kicked us off the field, and then literally got on his Harley because he had his Harley parked right off the practice field, got on his nice. Harley, revved it up in front of the reporters, and then rolled off into the sunset. Yeah. Made this big show out of, like, kind of pulling the tough guy act. Right. Didn't come off just, like, maybe some other guy, maybe that's how they roll. We already we knew Marty well enough. You're not a tough guy. You've yeah. never cursed us out before. Right. We didn't know you had a Harley, and he rides his Harley away from training camp right. after he kicked that's us off the field. That's got fake written all over it. Yeah, in nobody, end, no, 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 no player's going to buy into that. Yeah, so, I mean, um, for, for you guys with Tressman, why, why didn't well, you that can't, work? You can't fake tough, you know. Um, guys are required to be tough in football every day. So we're going to know when you're, when, when, whether you're uh, – you're authentic or not, um, and 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 at the end of the day, like you don't you don't necessarily have to be the toughest guy in the uh, room, but you need to be straight. You need to be authentic. You need to be you know you need to be straightforward with your guys. You know, um, um, 
Dick Duran, I thought, was straightforward with his guys. Mm. Um, Lovey, straightforward. Dick Tongue, straightforward. Lovey never guys. cursed, right? He never cursed, but, you know, Lovey, one of the first things Lovey's going to say is, like, listen, he's like, I'm going to treat you all like men, um, but you, if you screw up, you're going to get fined the highest I can possibly find you. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna, the highest they give you, I'm going to find you. All right. If you were one and late to a that. meeting, one minute late to a yeah, meeting, that might have been yeah. one of those stuff. You know, and, and that's that, you know, and, and then we'll move on to whatever we're going to do. You know, but um, um, it's and, – and, and, and once you lose that locker room, I'm telling you right now, once you lose it, then there's, there, there's division, there's dissension, and guys are asking certain questions in the locker room. What are we going to do? What is – what's going on? You know, Coach, now he changed. He, he wants all the, the, locker, the locker rooms open. You know, because we had a problem with the media yesterday. So now, from now on, there's open door policy for everybody. It's, this is in the middle of the season. This is in, yeah, it's like every week there's something new. Oh, coach had this new rule. We can't cuss anymore. I'm like, what? You, man, what? You know, and how are you going to police that? Right? It's just, it's just one of those things. Well, you got somebody like, walking around with a little fine bucket or something? How do you right. enforce it? I don't know how you do that, you know. And, but these are, these, were some, these are weird things that happen, in, and especially when things aren't going well. And you start to try to do these these other little things. Oh, we're, we're changing locker. Now we're going to split up our lockers and we're going to randomly put everybody somewhere. You know, I'm like, all right. All right. If they're going to do that to what's next. You know? <laughs> so what position group were you next to? And then what position group did you end up next he to? He actually didn't move mine, but he he moved everybody else. He moved, he moved everybody else's. Man. Now, why didn't he move yours? Ron. Well, I guess because I was an 11-year vet. He didn't want to mess with your locker, huh? Yeah. You had the prime real estate. He wasn't messing with it, that. It's 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 weird, you know. I, I think you, you sometimes you get away from you know you, you try to micromanage everything. You don't need to do that. You have leaders on your team. Your your, your team picture leaders. Your your leaders are always going to echo what the team's feeling is to the head coach, you know. And and you should believe in your leaders. If your leaders come to you and they talk about what the, how the team feels. You should believe in them. Now, whether you say yes, you're going to do that. We can do that, or no, that's you know that's up to you but you need to believe the 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 pulse of your team through your leaders and your leaders are going to tell you what you need to do you know and so when your leaders come and say listen we're going to have a hard week this week let's bust our butts this is just the way it is you know things you know this is what coach we got to do it the 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 players the 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 teammates will they'll respect they'll respect the call Mm -hmm. you know but if you don't know what's going on and you're like and your players are coming they're saying like you know, Lance, you know, can you talk to coach? I'm like, man, I talked to him three times a day. All right, listen, he's I'm not, not going back up there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we have the middle light top draft here. Flo and Santos in the South Loop. Bears legend Lance Briggs with us here. When we return, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, the, the magnitude of this week is intriguing to me because right now the Bears are under 500. They're at 3 mm-hmm. and 0, or 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, who is a well regarded yep. coach. Took them to a berth in the Super Bowl just a few seasons back. And when it comes down to it, man, there's folks on the left coast. Mm -hmm. Got questions for Kyle Shanahan, too. And how come things aren't going better in San Francisco? Oh, they passed on Tom Brady. (laughs) That didn't help. Mm -hmm. That did not help one bit. This guy the Bears just saw a moment ago at at 87 years old who's still lighting it up. But when we return, curious for for how Lance Briggs sees the magnitude of this week. It, it's just one of 17 games. Usually each game is one of 16. Now we got the 17-game regular season. But 
this feels like a big one. If Lance thinks it is a big one, how did he usually handle it? What did he ever see any Every games different a big one. than the other ones? We'll talk about that next. Here's Middle Light Top Draft. I'm Anthony Heron. Bears great Lance Briggs. I'm on Twitter at Big Ant Heron. Lance is on Twitter at Lance Briggs. He had some grades he put out on the football after show. We'll get into that also on Chicago Sports Radio 670 score. In the locker room, um, the guys are in there, and we talked about pride, and we talked about them being able to uh, – to, to battle there at the end, and this isn't the result we wanted, but let's make this count as one loss and not four losses, you know? That is, of course, Bears head coach Matt Nagy as he was talking about the disappointment of that performance in Tampa Bay and not wanting that to snowball from there. The domino effect that can ensue when a, when a team – Perhaps loses a little faith, loses a little focus. When things start to kind of fray at the seams a little bit, then it, it can fester. And it can, it can make it really difficult to be at your peak in the National Football League. Smell that top draft, Anthony Heron, the Bears great. Lance Briggs, future Hall of Famer Lance Briggs on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score with Flo and Santos in the South Loop. Brought to you by Miller Lite, proud beer partner of your Chicago Bears. A taste Bears fans can depend on. It's Miller time as Miller Lite continues to flow here outdoors in the sloop for nice the Miller Lite top draft. That's right. For this time of year. Spots. For this time of year, yeah. I mean, you, you're from the left coast, man. And you, you're out here in your T-shirt. Yeah. It's whatever it is, 50-something degrees. It's a little bit of a chill in the air, but it's football weather. Did it take you a while from being from L.A. and then playing your college ball at Arizona? Did it take you a minute to kind of – Get accustomed to the, see, the Chicago see. area. The, see, I got to look at my brother right now because, see, my brother is from <laughs> L.A. I was born in L.A., but I was raised in Sacramento. Um, and, but, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's, 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 uh, it's culture shock, uh, you know, because I was, you know, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in California. Then I played my college ball in Arizona. And then to clarify, your brother, who you gave him your coat, I gave him my coat because he, he's, he's looking he a little chilly. He's cold. Over yeah. There. Then yeah. he told me uh, that that it's not working. <laughs> you know? It's not working. All right. Well, give me my coat back, man. <laughs> um, so you know, it's uh, but but it was yeah, it was culture shock because shoot, we were, I think it was what when did uh, um that summer football football camp? It was about okay. what April, April yeah. maybe April or so. Uh, you know, in April we were cold. You know, me right. and my buddy Bobby Wade, we're both coming from Arizona. We got drafted together. And we're freezing out here, you know? And, and so, <clears throat> yeah, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment. I remember that, that year, it, the first snow landed on Halloween. In uh, Halloween, I remember uh, that. Um, you know, everything was covered in <laughs> snow and everything. And, and, uh, um, and, of course, you know, playing defense, defense mm. wasn't allowed to wear sleeves. Right. I was just going to ask you that. Like, was there a particular temperature that – after it got to a certain point, you would throw the sleeves off? I'll tell you what, I, I figured it out real quick. Yeah. I figured right. it out real quick. Right. Stay near the heaters in the game <laughs> and, and, and get jackets, you know? Uh -huh. You know that the, the older guys are going to get the jackets first, so yeah. you got to have a good relationship with one of the equipment <laughs> managers. <laughs> and, man, when – especially if, like, you're talking about the snowing in, yeah. in certain games, man, because once that snow melts on your skin, then it can basically just put, like, a layer of frost over your skin, which gets really, really – and then you're sweating too. It's really mm -hmm. uncomfortable Listen, when you're out there. Brian, Brian, uh, Brian gave me some great advice when I was young and I got my, my uh, sleeves ripped off. You know, he said, listen, so you only got to be tough on Sundays. He's like, that's it. One day a week, you got to be tough. He's like, every, every other day, you can wear all the, the sweats and everything and warm yourself up. Uh, and so, you know, I, and that's what, and I relayed that to all the young guys that okay. came in. They were like, all we got to. Right. 
So we can't wear sleeves. I said, you only got to be tough on one day. <laughs> All right? One day. <laughs> now, was Lovey, was he consistently like an outdoor practice guy? Did Lovey didn't mind practicing indoors sometimes? Yeah, it depends. It depends. If we're winning, you know, he would let the team kind of choose. Okay. You know, if we were, I mean, we're if, if it was a, if it was an outdoor game, we had to practice outside at least once. All right. At least once. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Lovey had a deal where, you know, he came out. And he, he, I think he wore um, a sleeveless shirt or something, or something with just a shirt. And we're like, you know, everybody's like, hey, you better get some, put something on. He was like, man, I don't need that stuff. I'm, I don't get cold. <laughs> it's not like Lovey's out there running I'm around you, getting his within, body heat Within up. the next 45 minutes, T-Med running out there, boy, <laughs> putting a jacket on him. I was there like, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, talk all that noise if you want to. The the game days themselves, man, was there like a particular city that you dreaded going to because of the – like I remember a couple of times going to Pittsburgh, especially like Heinz Field, the, the turf would get all messed up and turn into clay. The weather would be awful sometimes out mm -hmm. there in Pittsburgh. Was there a spot you didn't like going to because of the weather, the conditions? Um, not because of the – Detroit. Okay. Detroit, uh -huh. you know, I – it just it was it was a city that I went to, and it was gloomy. I stayed in my room Detroit. until it was time to go to the game. Uh, you know, I tried like I went out hit like the Greek Town Casino. Just, it was just man, it was you know, it, I I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, you know, and then uh, there was a period of time where it, it was like a ghost town. You know, like Detroit was a, a real ghost town. You didn't see anybody for you know in, in in the city, and you didn't see anybody until you saw went to the game. So a lot of times I would just go in and, you know, the cool thing, we stayed where the car show was. Okay. State. I think everybody stayed there, right. you know, so at least we got to see some cars and nice stuff, you know, but mm. I stayed in my room. Um, and as far as like, you know, there, there really isn't a place that I, I dreaded to play, though. Mm -hmm. You know, football's football. You know, you're going to have a different condition somewhere else. And, you know, you might, I might say something about it because Pittsburgh, yeah, they definitely were known. And I felt like, and they had the college team that would play there. They would play there at Heinz Field too. So you show up on a Sunday sometimes. The turf was already all messed up. It was messed the up. Panthers was there the day before. And it somehow it didn't affect Jerome Bettis. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and we were drowning in the mud. So uh -huh. just, but 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 it was still but it was still fun. It was still fun to play for me. Yeah. It was still fun, you know. And and you got to fly around. I got to hit butt Bettis. Mm. I bounced off of him a few times, <laughs> as but, most people did. Right. Yeah. I you mean, know? he outweighed pretty much every linebacker he faced. So yes, but you know you know you. You, you, you get a moment, you get a moment, you know, and I, I, I blame half of it on the mud. Okay. You know, right. but I knew right. I was going to get a clean shot at him, <laughs> you know, and I think my, I think my, my cleat broke and I hit him <laughs> and I bounced off and, and, you know, and I was trying to get out of the mud. He was still trucking and trucking on, man. So, but it was, you know, it was cleat a good experience. Broke. Yeah. Broke. Yeah, no doubt. Cleat had to break. Uh, but I mean, uh, that was the effect Bussy had no. on folks, man, when it came down to it. And mm -hmm. then just their approach on offense. And obviously, you know, talking 20 years ago or whatever, yeah. but different time in the game yeah. but facing a team like the Steelers with mm -hmm. that approach where you knew going in you had to strap it up and yeah. be ready uh, I'm wondering where where we see that from the standpoint of the Bears right now because San Francisco especially their defense got one of the better front sevens in football Absolutely. even though the team overall yep. isn't necessarily winning the games like they anticipate so how much do you see the, the gravity of this game this feels to me like a game that's big for Chicago because they got a tough schedule. Yeah. But this is a gettable game at home this week. Do, do you see this as a game with, with a little extra magnitude to it because of that? I, I think you can 
certainly make a statement about your 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 season and and say that this season matters. Um, you know, you you I've been in the locker room where you I've seen so many guys for so long, and then those those names in those locker rooms start to disappear, and you start to lose you know everybody that you remember coming in and playing with. So you know for you know, for this week, like this is a, this is a make a statement that this this season matters. You know, and and we're still here. We're still going to fight regardless of our situation. So we're going to come in here and we're going to you know, San Francisco is a team that's going to run. If, if they're going to run the ball, if they find success, they're going to keep running the ball. You know, they're going to keep running the ball. So you're going to have to get in your gaps. You're going to have to be gap sound, and you got to be physical at the point of attack. Um, you do that, and hopefully they have all of their 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 back at full strength defensively. Because full strength defensively, the Bears have, a, have can compete with just about anybody, um, you know. And, and so, if you have that, if they have those, that recipe going into it this week, then you know I, I think they'll make a statement. You know, I don't know where I, I don't know where I'm going to fall on on who wins this game. Hmm. Because I, I mean, I find myself I pick bears every week, but it's, it's, it's killing me right now. It's just killing me, you know. Uh, so yeah. you know, I, I can't, I can't go into this week, you know, uh, um, bet with my heart. You know, this right. one I want to, I got to sit back and take a real logical stance because right now the bears have proven one thing to me that they are have been over their head in just about everything right now, you know. And so um, without the pass rush, without that pass rush. Um, it's it, 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 it very questionable. You, with the pass rush, um, there's a chance. And we'll see, you know, Robert Quinn talked about it even last week, mm -hmm. whether or not there's potential for him to come off the COVID list. So we'll watch that closely. Mm -hmm. Damian Williams didn't come off the COVID list till late in the week last week. Right. He didn't end up having a big involvement in the game. Right. When you're on the COVID list, you know, you go work out, but you can't necessarily be at the team facility doing your yeah. thing around everybody else. So Damian Williams came off late last week. We'll see what happens with Elijah Wilkinson mm -hmm. at right tackle. We will see what happens with Robert Quinn coming off the edge of defensive end. Keem Hicks, a groin is hard, man. A groin is a really tough one yeah. for me to come back from because even on that sack he got against Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks ago, they blow the protection based off you know what the Bears defense was showing them prior in the game. But then like as soon as he tried to burst to finish, one misstep. Setback yeah. again. Yeah. So I'll be surprised if we see Hicks this week, but it'd be mm -hmm. nice to get Quinn back. Be very nice to get Wilkinson back. Yeah, I'm wondering for for the personnel that that the Bears may be able to throw out there then this week if they get back to full strength. But starting with the with the offense, talking right tackle for a minute. Then we saw what happened with Latavius Simmons. I felt like as I got to go check him out in training camp a couple of times, I thought Alex Bars looked yeah. looked fine right in camp and in the preseason yeah. games at right tackle. I was surprised that Simmons ended up being the guy they went with. Agreed. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. Thought he looked fine when he got in the game the other day too. I think it's a bad, it's a bad bad time to try to 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 experiment. Yeah, you know when you have somebody who's who who just like I said like I like you said like that that I thought played well or, mm -hmm. or at least had earned the opportunity to, to to step in there, you know, and and which he ended up doing, mm -hmm. but but there was a lot of damage that happened before that. Right. So right. there's 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 some there's some decisions that have been made by the Bears that have led to these conversations. And who knows if they, if they end up winning the game with Alex Bars out there or not, but that, that's a critical misstep. Mm -hmm. when you put a guy in who ends up being overmatched. We played the sound earlier from Jason Peters, who claimed now, you know, throughout the entirety preseason, regular season practices, I'm sure Latavius Simmons has been getting work at right tackle. He's mm -hmm. listed on the depth chart at right tackle. 
then Jason Peters comes out saying, right. well, nah, he hasn't been working the right tackle. Right. I don't know where he's been practicing. Maybe he just means he's been on the scout team or something. Yeah. But that that seemed like a big misstep. And the, the player's performance is part of it. But obviously, it begins with the decision by the coaching staff that, that puts the player in that predicament. I want to talk run game as well, especially run defense where the Bears sit with run D. We got a few minutes to, to get into a little bit of it right now because for, for you and I, that relationship between Roquan Smith and the interior of that yeah. Bears defensive line, how special does that need to be? You had, you had a lot of defensive tackles who worked in front of you throughout your career, but to, to know when you go up and peel a block off of a guy or when you're going to be able to scrape because they're keeping you clean, that relationship between a linebacker and you know not having Akeem Hicks out there, Bilal Nichols is not Akeem Hicks. Angelo Blackson, who I think has played well, He's not necessarily Eddie Goldman. Goldman back right. and starting to look like himself again. But mm -hmm. that linebacker to defensive tackle relationship, how does that play out in game when you're trying to fit the run? Um, well, you know, Roquan, he's, 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 the, he's the beneficiary of playing behind some monsters, you know. And I say monsters, I mean monsters from the size, you know, guys that engulf two blockers, you know, consistently. Um, so there's there's there there's there's more of a a, a free you know kind of a, a free flowing for him to go sideline to sideline. Um, the understanding of of the way that that we ran it, you know, which isn't too far off really what they're running because they're running a lot of single gap stuff mm -hmm. there too. It's just that you just have guys that engulf two 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 uh, two blockers, mm -hmm. you know, which really cleans things up for your linebackers, you know, and. What I had to understand, which wasn't fine for me, you know, is is you know, sacrificing sacrificing my body, you know, and, and understanding that the star of the defense was the defense. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a, a defensive tackle that was that was taking up two blocks for me. It was me having to take a block, take the block off of the tackle, you know, so that we free up that gap. And as soon as that block that blocker comes off, then I'm going to tee off on him, you know. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to tee right by him, you know. But but I'm going to be and physical. And that's essentially like if you're seeing a double or a scoop, some sort of I need to take the double off of him. Of you, then you would need to immediately react downhill. I'm to, the, yeah. My so I, my goal is to take this double team off of the three tech, mm -hmm. you know, or or the nose or the shade, you know, and or whomever. And um, um, and that's the same way when I was two gapping, you know, I wanted to I wanted to cheat over, try to get the get get the double team off the de off the tackle and then I'll flow back. But uh, either way, it was it, we, we all helping each other, you know, and, and, and by me trying to take that uh, that double team off of our D lineman of one of our D linemen, you know, it helped me to shoot into through through the through the gaps. So it was all working parts, you know, it was all working parts. And it was one of those things. I remember when uh, Jeremiah Ratliff, you know, he got signed by the Bears and he had been playing with Dallas for so long, and one of the first things that he said, he was like, Briggs, don't worry. No one's going to touch you. <laughs> and he tried walking away, and I was like, that Rat, he's like, like a from a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, touch you. I'm like, Rat, that's not the way it works here. <laughs> I was like, one of us is going to get to the ball carrier. Uh, I was like, I'm going to take, take the double team off. I was like, if the, if the double team stays, I said, I'm going to shoot by, I'm going to shoot by, and I'm going to make the tackle in the backfield. <laughs> if he comes off, you got to go in there and make it. And um, the, the game that I got hurt, Mike Evans, um, it was against Tampa. And it was, I mean, it was working beautifully. You know, you know, the double team stayed on. I shot the gap. The double team came off. He shot the gap. And I remember him looking. He was like, you're right. 
<laughs> I was like, you would have loved this defense. If you got to play in this defense when you were younger, I was like, you would have loved it under Levin, you know? And it was like, I get it, Briggs. Yeah, right, right. And that, that community, yeah. especially in-game, to be able to have that type of communication yeah. or just the, the little minute details of mm -hmm. how you're fitting blocks, how you're reacting to blocks, how teammates play off of each other. Yeah. That's what experienced defenses, great defenses yeah. can do to take things to another level. I want to make sure we get into specifically because of the, the versatility of Roquan Smith, and he's one of these guys yeah. who may be in the very near future getting paid a lot of money. He should. At a high level. Definitely want to get some more into Roquan because we, since the, the first week, we talked a little bit of Roquan, but I, I definitely want to get your thoughts on specifically Roquan Smith and, and how he is so effective. What makes his versatility so grand for now Sean Desai, defensive coordinator of the Bears? Yeah. We'll get into that on the other side of this timeout at the top okay. of the following hour. This is Miller Lite Top Draft. I'm here with Bears great Lance Briggs. We are at Flo and Santos in the South Loop having a grand old time. The Miller Lite is flowing. The pizza is being consumed. Burgers being consumed. I passed off the pork wings. You probably heard my son yelling about the train that went by just a moment ago. <laughs> we'll continue to have a great time here. Make sure if you show up, you know that there are $4 drafts to be had, $15 Miller Lite buckets to be had. You get an opportunity to win passes to the Miller Lite loft and the Miller Lite midway. That's going to be for the Monday night game on December 20th when the Bears face the Minnesota Vikings. Lance Briggs, We'll talk Roquan Smith. We will do that next on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.